Hello and welcome to the Weekend Spread. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and the captain himself, Bolton Blake. And folks, it, it we finally had a shakeup. The standings were a little stagnant, but we've got it going. And we have a new <clears throat> we have a new captain in the clubhouse. Blake takes the lead based off of his uh his performance with the pot of greed. He is up 59 to 45. Uh, Jameson second at 58 and 45. I sneak into third with 55 and 49 and Ty's bringing up the rear with 53 and 51. All things considered really good records across the, across the board boys. But, um, Blake, how are you feeling being uh, top of the table? UNLV was never a doubt, and that's what got me there, and I'm happy I chose that pick. I know Jameson and I were were, uh, following that game together, but it was never a doubt. It's great to be in first place, right where I belong, career leader in the clubhouse when it comes to our records. That includes maybe even the Dicier, which was out of my control. So, gotta say, feeling good, feeling confident. Well, that's good. I, I, I will say, by the way, have you finally like recovered a little bit from that uh, TCU Texas Tech game? Nope. Eyes on the. Ne- I don't think about the past right now. I'm only looking ahead, looking at Texas, our biggest test this year. That's all Damn my concentration talk. has been uh, has been on this week. It really has been. It's I can't think about anything else. It sucks being an underdog this time. It sucks. Uh, it's that's been hard to wrap my mind around. But some good money line value. I'll be slamming that. So not worried. A little worried about the game, but not worried about the value you're going to get with that money line. So, there you go, there you go, Jameson. You have uh, lost lost the lead for the first time in several weeks. It's because you haven't used your pot of greed yet. Are you uh, you thinking about breaking that out today, or how you feeling? Nah. We'll see how the end of this slate ends up going. We'll see. Some lines have shifted that I wanted to pick for my uh, wild card this week, so I'll see how the vibes are. Fair enough, fair enough. And speaking of vibes, Ty, you're sitting in the last. How are you feeling? I, I had a legendarily bad last weekend. I mean, I got Bama wrong, Wake Forest wrong, Clemson wrong, Oklahoma State wrong, West Virginia, which I knew I was going out on a limb on that one, and then the painful, painful OU being wrong. Uh, I really don't know. Last week I felt like I didn't really know anything about, about uh, college football. I mean, the Bama line, that one was – in retrospect, you know, taking a 13 and a half line, that was kind of goofy, but LSU, you know, shocked the world. And Brian Kelly uh, made Blake especially eat his words about not being able to win big games, especially when he just went for two. And then, uh, you know, I guess, Wake, we all got burned on. And then Oklahoma State just got absolutely broken by TCU. <laughs> they are just, they have not recovered. So I think hopefully I've sort of adjusted my expectations and I'm, I'm hoping for a better week ahead. This is championship November. And, and the only thing that matters is not being last. So four and six was rough, but uh, we are still all, all very tight uh, to each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, championship November, it's tight. And we're adding a little bit of a wrinkle today because frankly, I really didn't want to pick uh, North North Carolina and wake. Uh, because it sounds like shit. It sounds like a bad line. I don't want to deal with it. So instead, we're breaking out something that we kind of did in the past. At least one of our members did. Uh, random game generator. 
Blake used to do this when he uh, back in the dice season, he would randomly generate his wild, wild card. So all of us will have a randomly generated wild card in addition to our normal one. That's coming at the end of the line. So it, look, things are getting wild. It's getting fun. This is probably a week, a, a one week only situation, but we'll see how it goes. But that happens at the end. So let's go ahead and dive into our picks. And we start with the Alabama Crimson Tide on the road in Oxford to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. This is a pretty significant game in the SEC West chase. The winner of this, hey, look, they're probably going to win the West if they went out and LSU trips up along the way. So it's a pretty big, a pretty big run here. Tied favored by 11 and a half. All lines, by the way, provided by our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up with promo code TPPN and get started today. And hey, you don't even have to be in Oklahoma. You can you play daily fantasy. There's good stuff. So give that a give that a try. Give that a try. But uh, tied favored by 11 and a half here on the road in Oxford. Um, Blake, Alabama has been uncharacteristically bad on the road. Do you think that slide will continue? on the road at Vaught Hemingway Stadium. It has me worried because, as Ty said last week, I, I was talking about Brian Kelly not being able to play cl in close games or in big games, but really, like, I came out of that and just thinking about how bad this Bama team is this year. And you did highlight it, Bobby. Like, over the last year or two, they've been uncharacteristically bad on the road. And really, Bryce Young is the only thing that's keeping this team together because their defense is eh, and their receivers can't get open. So I, but then I look at the other side, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is one of those deceptive records that you see the record, you're like, oh, they must be having a great season which they are, but they haven't beaten anybody. Like, Ole Miss has been so thankful that they're, we are now into the month of November and their best win is Kentucky, which for some reason the playoff committee keeps on shoving in the back, even though, like, <laughs> Kentucky is the ultimate quality loss opponent, that they have so many quality losses that keep on getting shoved back in these rankings. But I, I got to take Alabama here. I know it's Alabama on the road. It scares me a little bit. Ole Miss, I feel like it back to the Hugh Freeze days, can give Bama a challenge, but I just think this Ole Miss team hasn't been tested, and the only time they were was against LSU and got the crap beat out, uh, kicked out of them. So give me Bama in the 11 and a half. Gotcha. Jameson, who do you got? Yeah, I really haven't been impressed at all with Ole Miss's defense this year. I, I got to watch it a little bit of the uh, Texas A&M game. And just things just looked ugly in that fourth quarter. Auburn giving up 34 points to Auburn's offense. I just, I think Alabama will score enough points, but I think they're going to give up some points too. Expect a high scoring game, but an Alabama two touchdown win. Yeah, I, look, it worked for me last week, so I'm rolling with it again. Alabama just is not good on the road, especially against the spread. They make too many mistakes, too many turnovers, too many penalties, and this crowd's going to be going crazy. Not only that, but this might be one of the lowest consequences ga consequence games that they've played in almost a decade. Uh, they Anytime they have two losses, usually happens at the end of the season when they go on the road to Auburn or in the SEC championship. So they're usually never out of a, a college football playoff national championship type race this early. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see how they perform, how they roll out of bed for a game that, you know, like I said, not that important to them in the long scheme of things. Even if they can win the SEC East, it's a long haul. Um, 
I like Ole Miss to keep this thing close. I, I don't necessarily think Alabama loses again, but every road performance, Texas, uh, Arkansas until they got bailed out to, well, a bad Arkansas team. And then, um, like we saw with LSU, you know, a straight up loss. So I'm just saying uh, I like uh, Ole Miss to keep it close. So uh, Rebels plus 11 and a half. Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I think this one is, gosh, I don't know. This one should be very clear cut because, you know, it's it's the tide. But as we've seen this year, uh, they are not what maybe they are they're used to being. The one thing that that worries me, uh, Bobby, when I'm looking at, at your pick, because I do like the idea of Bama winning, Bama winning double digits, but not necessarily covering. So 10, you know, a touchdown and a field goal uh, situation. But it, the thing that worries me about going on the Ole Miss side and why I'm going with Bama is uh, one of the things that's really hurt Bama, one of the things that's really hurted them uh, in, in their games that they have been sloppy in or lost, particularly the ones they've lost, has been uh, a really good passing attack. And that's just not something that Ole Miss is, is really able to, to field at the level that the teams that have challenged uh, Bama have. I mean, you can go back and look. Was it two weeks ago to uh, Ole Miss LSU for an example of that? So I think the fact that uh, Ole Miss is, is going to have to rely pretty heavily on their run to keep them in this game and to keep it close. I kind of like Bama's chances to to cover this one. I've been burned by picking Bama. Uh, well, I'm not going to preemptively count this one because uh, I don't want to lose, but I think I've been burned by picking Bama four times already this year. So uh, you know what they say uh, about the definition of an insanity you know keep doing the same thing expect a different result so i'm going insane and i am gonna go with the tide here but low confidence in this one it's like that meme of the guy chipping away trying to get the diamonds you're, you're yeah right there, i mean guy. that's a fact right there that is that's a thousand percent fact is if you if you do do this we don't recommend it having a gambling problem but if you do use DraftKings. Um, but yeah, every it's, it's a yeah. fact that 100% of gamblers that quit, quit right before they hit big. So I'm not going to quit. I'm going to roll with the tide and we will hit big. Well, yeah, not only that, but if you quit, then there's no way you can win it back. So there you go. That's, that's not ideal, but anyways, let's move on to our next game. We have a game, a delightful game on the slate. Honestly, probably should have been college game day. UCF traveling to Yulman stadium. New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave, who are favored by one and a half. This line opened at a pick on uh, the Wave, favored by one and a half right now, though. So, uh, Ty, who do you got here? Uh, Knights or, you know, water? <laughs> so, I mean, UCF has been... Uh, UC so I've been a traditional hater of UCF because I, I, hate, what they, I hate what they do. I hate the idea that you can exist within this system that we have all acknowledged that we're going to abide by the rules within and then just unilaterally declare that you're the champion of it in spite of not participating in in the system. And I had some jokes on this that I don't think are, are great for the podcast just because I, I feel like they might be uh, kind of divisive either way, but there's some very uh, low-hanging fruit Ooh. jokes uh, there. But... Um, I, I got to go with uh, Tulane here. I, I, I've seen them more than I've seen UCF because they played, obviously, uh, Kansas State 
and I love the branding and I'm just a known UCF hater because they are not national champion. You can't just unilaterally declare yourself a national champion if you didn't even go to the playoffs. Like that's that's ridiculous. Next thing you know, Oklahoma State's going to claim that they won one in 1945, which is <laughs> absurd because the Army team of 1945 is one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Uh, no- so that's just that, like it's so ridiculous to to claim a national championship, especially when there's a system. Give me Tulane. I think it, this one has high upset potential, but I like the the wave. Yeah, I like Tulane as well. I feel like they have like just a really solid energy going about their program right now. Uh, first time they've been ranked since 1998. They're they're truly on a roll, and I think they're going to make a. Uh, I think they're going to make a make a New Year's Six bowl, and. I just like that energy. So give me the green wave here. Minus one and a half at home. I'm going to Zach. I'm going to go with UCF here and Tulane. A lot of what their resume is, is that Kansas state win. And it it was quite true that Kansas state was really overlooking them. It came out that they were all they were caring about is that next week of Oklahoma win. And really since then, like, as I look at Tulane's um, schedule and, and the way they play, and I'm like, is there anything eye-popping to me? I just hard for me to get behind. UCF, I got to see more of their games in person. I watched the, I guess not in person, on the TV, Cincinnati game. I was impressed what they had. John Reese Plumley not playing last week. They still got a W coming back probably this week from concussion. I'm going to pick UCF. Blake? I'm going to join Jameson. I think the Knights are just too tested. And seeing this line, one and a half, with Tulane's biggest game on the line, you could tell which team Vegas likes more. They like UCF. If this is played on neutral spot, they are the ones favored. And although I've had some really just, like, watching UCF is one of the most frustrating experiences just because they make so many dumb mistakes. John Reese pump plump. Pl- Plumley cannot throw the ball to save his life, and it can be frustrating at times, but they're dynamic. I like their win against Cincinnati, even without John Reese Plumley still being able to fight in that game. I honestly, I really like the backup. He can sling it a little bit more, which gives me, I I like that for the future, but I'm, I'm just going to zag with Jameson as well. Give me the Knights. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, moving on to our next game, it's the... Number 25 ranked Washington Huskies on the road at Auton Stadium to take on the Oregon Ducks. Ties Oregon Ducks, as as he would call them, the Duckies. Uh, he uh, he's made a he's made a winning off them. Can't uh, go with the wild card this time though. So sorry about that. Uh, Oregon favored by 13 and a half uh, at home against the Huskies. So uh, Blake, who do you like in this one? I think this one is easy. I think Bo Nix. Heisman race could be a thing this year, could it? If they oh, run the table, oh baby, uh, Bo Nix is cooking in the Pac-12 right now. And the one thing I do know about Bo Nix is he's cooking right now, and he's really good at home. He struggles on the road, but really good at home. So I like the spot here against Michael Penix Jr. visiting. I know Michael Penix Jr. has put up, I think he's leading in like yards or something like that. He actually leads a quarterback category that's not interceptions or injuries. So congrats to him. But I really like this Oregon team. I think they're way more well-rounded. Honestly, like it sucks for them that they got blown out by Georgia because that gives them a measuring stick versus kind of the national stage. Kind of takes the allure out of it. But 
They've just kind of been pumping teams in the Pac-12. They're really solid. I like Dan Lanning and like what he's building there. So give me the Ducks. Jameson? Yeah, I'm going to go with Blake and Ty on this one. I'm going to pick Oregon. Uh, <laughs> Ty's nodding his head because we already know it's coming. Ty's like, damn, I can't pick this as my wild card. What am I going to do? This uh, was my wild card. <laughs> <laughs> 13 and a half points. Oregon's been playing really good. You want to say stock up? Oregon. You want to say stock down? Washington. They just haven't looked that good recently. You know, the Friday game last week versus Oregon State was a little bit muddy and ugly. Uh, the week before that, only beat Cal by a touchdown. I'm going to go with momentum here in Oregon at home, too. Give me two touchdowns. Yeah, the Ducks are just absolutely, absolutely rolling at home. You got the good Bo Nix experience. So, you know, until they go on the road, I'm riding with the Ducks as well. Uh, 13 and a half feels like an easy spread to me. Washington also just not really the same on the road as well. So Oregon all the way, minus 13 and a half. Ty, I think we already know where you're going to go. Yeah, I like the Ducks. I mean, I picked the Ducks as my wild card last week when they had a 31 and a half line. was against Colorado, but uh, they covered by 34-35, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Ducks. They have, ever since they they really got their teeth kicked in in the opener against Georgia, uh, they have just come out, been swinging, and, and been gunning for revenge against everyone that they've played. The Ducks are on a, a tear, and you see it reflected in – in the playoff committee, I think weirdly enough, uh, not to dive into that whole can of worms, but I think Oregon might be the most accurately rated or accurately ranked team within the CFP besides number one, Georgia. I really like where they're sitting. Um, and then, yeah, the, the only thing to talk about in this game really is just the battle of, of transfer quarterbacks. Uh, Bonex, like we talked about from uh, Auburn originally, and then Michael Penix Jr., uh, from Indiana, which just cracks me up every time. You know, I don't want to make fun of it, but it, his name is Mike Penix. That's like the joke where like you call a place and make him ask for like Mike Penix or like you call in like, I have an order for Mike Penix. Like that's just, yeah, it's funny. that, that name is funny. The name is funny because it sounds like a former vice president. Clearly, that's the reason why it's funny. I just I just have Borat's Who? voice. Oh. Borat doing. <laughs> That's the, every uh, single time I hear it, I just think of Borat calling him out in the uh in the whatever that can whatever whatever the way he's at whenever that, he was trying to spoof him. That whatever that convention was. Great yeah, description. Yeah. Funny. Borat I, I obviously was, was lost of words. <laughs> I, I people people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. Anyways, let's so yeah, uh, all in for the ducks. Uh, Ty, I believe you're three and zero picking them as your wild card. So the, the uh, Lee Corso of the podcast, Ty, he love he loves some ducks. Well, I actually like I actually like them as a team. But They're enjoyable. Well, Lee Corso loves the ducks. Every yeah. single time he sees the ducks, he wants to put the head on. Yeah, he told the duck gen, gen, completely genuinely, "I love you." Like I, I felt the love there in that moment on game. We day, should do a segment on funniest things Lee Corso has said. <laughs> well, yes, he's, I like he's it. missing right now. We might need to tread lightly. Our, we're yeah, gonna lose true. our sponsorship either way. So. Oh, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and tied to the next one. <laughs> tied, tied, tied. Let's move on to the next game. We've got. <laughs> we're moving on to the Big Twelve part of the slate. It's the Iowa State Cyclones, road favorites by one. 
on the road, taking on the Oakland State Cowboys in Stillwater. The Pokes have been in an absolute meltdown the past two weeks. Two-game losing streak, both to Kansas teams. But, look, they're at the sanctity of home. Eskimo Joe's original hideaway. Just to skip away, will they Will they do better? Look, last time we saw them, they beat Texas. Ty, do you think, uh, do you think uh, Vegas is wrong to uh, underestimate the Pokes at home? I am going to go out... I think on an island. I think I will be on island on this one. I think this is going to be it's going to be a cold take at the end of the weekend when we see the final score. I like the Cowboys plus one in this one. I think Mike Gundy is a very solid coach. He unless it's just completely broken this year, uh, like the tide at this point. Um, he gets his people fired up, and then we saw just Iowa State. Uh, having just an asthmatic offense. Like they they just can't put up uh, points on people. I think Oklahoma State coming back to Stillwater, they've had just two crushing losses, although we did see a little bit of life maybe um, in the last one. At least they weren't shut out. I think the Cowboys can can carry this one. So I think, you know, risky. I think you guys might disagree. I know we have some Iowa State sympathizers, but Mike Gundy is a better coach than – than uh, Pete Campbell, whatever his name is. <laughs> so give me uh, the Cowboys plus one. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be on an island because I also like Oklahoma State here. I, I think they're a different team at home. Uh, Iowa State, I, I look, I know they beat the crap out of West Virginia last week, but, you know, I'm, I'm still not riding on them. I still don't like them uh, all that much. I think the Cowboys, even with Spencer Sanders out, I think they uh, find a way to get a win here. Uh, Iowa State's just too one-dimensional. I think they can scrap out a way to get a win. That's uh, I, I think I think they're too good to lose three straight, uh, especially at home. So give me the pokes to win this game. Maybe get like a smidgen of momentum into Bedlam uh, next week. Jameson. Yeah, I I really hope the Cowboys win this game. I don't want the post to come into Bedlam just really down in the dirt. You know, because that's just not a recipe that we want as OU fans either because just two fans coming into a huge rivalry just feeling like crap. Gross. I'm going to pick with my heart. Hope Oklahoma State can pick this one. Garrett Rango at least started to do a little bit better as the game progressed because, man, that first couple of drives, bad. Threw in all kind three interceptions. I think were all of them in the first half. Uh, bad either way. Uh, I'm going to say they bounced back a little bit, but I ain't confident in it at all. Yeah. I, I agree. Thankfully, it's only it, not they're they're dogs. Thankfully, so I like it. Uh, Blake, who do you like here? I gotta continue the narrative. I'm going out of boy <laughs> on this one. It's Iowa State. Iowa State, the best defense in the Big Twelve. The only unit on that field that yeah. Look at the scores of their games. They keep everybody to significantly true. below their season totals. They play these weird, close, sloppy games. They just don't have an offense. But I don't think OSU has much of an offense right now. OSU definitely doesn't have a defense. Like, OSU is probably 8th, ninth, 10th in defense this year in the Big 12. They're just allowing everybody to score right now. I don't... I just... When Vegas trickles out those weird lines, you wouldn't expect I one uh, Big 12 win Iowa State coming into Stillwater to be a favorite, but I like that. That's weird. I like those weird lines. Give me Iowa State, Matt Campbell, turning it around, maybe get them to bowl eligibility. All right. Hey, that could be a, a, a pretty big island boy situation for you, Blake, as we uh, go down the stretch. It's a, it's a narrow gap. Uh, so, anyways, let's move on to our next game. The Kansas State Wildcats 
travel to Lubbock to take on Cactus Gang and the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who are favored Kansas, by Tree Kansas Jayhawks. Not Kansas, Kansas Jayhawks. My bad. Not Kansas State. Sorry. The Kansas Jayhawks. Golly. Uh, traveling to Tech to take on the Red Raiders. Um, I got so excited about Cactus Gang that I forgot which Kansas they're playing. Jesus. Uh, Blake, who do you like in this one? Daniels being back, gotta go with Kansas. There's nothing to look forward to now in Tech. Can't even beat your rival, and really just had a disappointing season. Not Things not looking good in Lubbock, I will say that. Things are looking good in Kansas. Six wins, we're going bowl eligible. The best clip I saw was the uh, Kansas security team after the game, rounding up in the end zone where the goalpost was missing, and the head of the security said, well, shit happens, we lost the goalpost. <laughs> and that made me so happy. Uh, I love it, the Kansas story this year. I'm glad that Daniels is back, playing behind them, get some of that momentum. I think Kansas has the better offense. Both these defenses kind of suck, so give it to the better offense. I don't think Tech has much of a home field advantage, so makes it easy. Give me Kansas. Jameson? I don't know. This is tough for me. I wanted to pick Texas Tech, but I'm – Nervous because I don't know what I'm going to get at quarterback. Am I going to get Tyler Shaw? Do I want to pick Tyler Shaw? Absolutely not. No, no, I don't. I just, I think Kansas is going to be a little inflated for what they did to Oklahoma State. And, you know, last week was just a weird Oklahoma State week where Spencer Sanders was hush hush the whole week, last second ruled out, and just seems like everything was discombobulated from the start. I'm going to go tech here. Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, no, I I think it all, for me, my entire opinion on Kansas completely changes with Jalen Daniels uh, in play. They're a totally different ball team. Uh, they're not bad without him. Like, the Bean Man can still make games interesting, but they're not good. I think Kansas with Jalen Daniels is legitimately kind of good. Um, and, you know, I, I know Tech is different on the road in Lubbock, but, you know, I, I I'm not feeling them that much. Even though they have that really hot start at TCU, TCU is letting everybody do that to them. So ultimately, I, I, I just think that weird quarterback situation they got going on, you know, uh, it, it's just I, I don't like it. I don't I don't like I don't like the vibes in tech anymore. I'm completely off the tech vibe train. Give me KU. I think they're a, a solid, solid uh, play here on the road. Plus tree city. Ty. Yeah, I like the Jayhawks in this one as well. Uh, one thing that does worry me um, is I I am worried that there is that storyline about Daniels coming back. Uh, but I when I look at their schedule, you know, I don't necessarily know if I buy into. I think he's a big factor, uh, but I I don't necessarily know if I buy into sort of his presence or not being the the deciding factor because i mean look at who they were playing when he was there uh versus who they lost to um without him you know you can make the argument about like games like the ou game or something maybe going the other way but i like the jayhawks i'm I'm cautiously optimistic is what i'm saying i don't think tech really is is stringing together anything super notable all right another island boy play here this time jameson chilling on the raiders your kicker is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession, they're slim. The stakes are high, and that tension is even higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. 
Okay, yeah, like make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any NFL game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Moving on, we have the, actually this time, the Kansas State Wildcats traveling to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. We're favored by two and a half. Um, Ty, as we saw last week, Baylor is not dead yet. They still look pretty good. Um, getting getting the points here. Um, I don't know. These two, two teams feel like two teams going in the opposite directions right now. Do you think they continue to rise while K-State falls? I really have no idea because I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've gotten Kansas State wrong uh, a lot, but I feel like just so much of what Baylor did against OU uh, was an anomaly and just won't be repeated again. I mean, we did that entire episode earlier in the week. If if you haven't listened to it and you're listening to this, I would recommend going back and, and listening to us breaking down sort of what happened against Baylor. But one of the key things was they had that dude squirrel that like we talked about had like a quarter of his career rushing yards ever in four years of playing college football against OU. He's, he's not a good, you know, high yardage guy. And then we just weren't touching him. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate that. Cause I think that Kansas state's going to be able to look at the film and Kansas state's going to be able to, to put together maybe a more competent defense when it comes to shutting that down. And I think if, if they can shut down, you know, squirrel and then the rest of their offense, I think they have a, a pretty good chance in it. But at the same time, like we've talked about, you know, Kansas state, are we, are we sort of relying on some, some wins that maybe shouldn't be valued too much? So I'm really taking a shot in the dark here. I have no idea what you guys are going to go, but I, gosh, um, I'm going to go, hmm, I'm going to go Kansas state plus two and a half. Okay. This is, I mean, this is a very tricky one for me. I, I've obviously been on K-State quite a bit um, all season. Last week was a disappointment. They, I mean, just I- ignore the final score. That game was not really that close. Texas um, was up 31-10 at one point. It was all Longhorns all the way until a rally occurred, which, you know, it's Sarkeesian. He's, he's, he, he's, he gives up at halftime, and you, you just have to hold on for dear life if you're Texas. But, um I don't know. At, at the same time, I don't think that was K-State's best performance. Looking at that Baylor game, I'm with you. It feels a little fluky. I feel like people are overvaluing the Bears here based off of that OU win, and it's not really a good OU team uh, all the way around. Like They exploited that one thing. I don't think they can exploit that against K-State. I like the Wildcats on the road here to bounce back get a win. Uh, so K-State plus two and a half is my play. But I'm not confident with it. I would stay. This is a big stay away, I feel like. 
This is a big game for Bobby and his Kansas State um, timeline and what he's predicted in the big in the preseason. This is a really, really big game. I'm I commend you. Put your chips in, Bobby, and get a little confident <laughs> about it because it just hedging it right now. You already got so much on the line. Might as well put everything in. You're saying I'm not feeling confident about it. Put all your chips in. Say I feel very confident about it because I'm not gonna I think lie K-State's to the people. K State's making the Big Twelve championship. Yeah. For the record, I had him. I had him third. For the record, I had him third, which they still look very good to be third. Exactly. Honestly, third. honestly, that's right. Um, I'm gonna go Baylor here. Um, I think Baylor game last week could have been a little bit crazier on the run game against Oklahoma because. A lot of the team had flu. Richard Reese went to the locker room, didn't like seem like he was doing that well. Hey, they've all got their antibodies now. They're feeling a lot better. Um, get hydrated throughout the week. And Kansas State, like you said, just seems like they aren't right. I just don't like them with Adrian Martinez as their quarterback as much. And him, crazy to say it, you know, winning the job back over Will Howard just doesn't put a lot of hope into me. I, I'm going to pick Baylor here. Okay. Blake, who do you got? Jameson said it perfectly. I don't know how you go to Martinez when Will Howard was playing that good. And Will Howard, like, although Martinez is a way better runner, at least Will Howard unlocks the passing game to make him kind of a two-dimensional team. Under Adrian Martinez, you're just going to get... I just feel like you can sell out, pack the box, you know they're going to run it, and even on pass plays, you know Adrian Martinez is looking to run it before he's going to pass it. Like, he's, you know exactly what his thought process is, which makes them super one-dimensional. I think that Baylor, although they really haven't played anybody, and their defense not being good really worries me this year, I just think they're... We could see a similar game plan where Texas kind of ran it down uh, K-State's throat, Baylor can do the same, and although Texas, I think, has the better running back, I think I, we could see a similar result where they just get out in front early. Night game, going to be a blackout. I think the crowd's going to be rocking, so give me Baylor. Okay, all right. So, split decision on that one. Um, moving on to our next game, the TCU Horde Frogs. Yeah. Number four. In the college football playoff rankings, which, uh, you know, honestly, Blake, don't matter because, you know, honestly, the ESPN sheep are, are pumping the frogs now. They're, no, they, they, say, they aren't. See, they yes, try they to are. do that, but no. then the whole rhetoric around it last night was, oh, yeah, if the frogs go 13-0, to then they're in. It's like you're already just setting up, like, if we lose one time, like, say if we <laughs> lost this game by a narrow margin, then beat Texas in the Big 12 championship, they won't put us in because of all this rhetoric of, oh, like, <laughs> they TCU has to go 13-0, to which sucks because it's like if OU <laughs> lost on the road by, like, one point, and then avenge the loss of the Big 12 championship, they'd be in for sure. It's like it's it's truly like the most brand recognition thing you've ever seen. Because like TCU's honestly had a great schedule this year, fought hard, won some good games. I know not like pretty, but winning good games. So well, Blake, they have been behind before. Uh but anyways, uh TCU on the road, uh heading to Austin to face to face the horn or to, to face the horns, who are favored by seven. Little, little weird, little funky. Oh, and not only that, but they're facing their good old pal Gary Patterson, the man who has a statue on campus, who Blake mercilessly and and brutally rallied to get uh, get fired last year. Uh, the the videos are still up on YouTube. Is he about to get his revenge on the frogs and Boat and Blake at their time of need? 
We're only yep. we're about to find out. Blake, you kick nope. us off here. Uh, TCU plus plus seven. I'm guessing. Yep, TCU plus seven. I'm not worried about the Gary Patterson factor. I don't care if he knows every single one of these guys individually, all their tendencies. The one thing that was Gary Patterson's kryptonite was Sonny Dykes and Sonny Dykes' offense at SMU ripped us apart in the two times we played him. I've been saying all week, I want Gary Patterson in that room with the defense trying to teach them everything this week because... That will lead us to more success. I think the Sunny Dykes offense poses a lot of threats to Gary's kind of, not blitz heavy, but he likes to send a lot of people. We can create things in space with our fast receivers, with Darius Davis. And the only thing you have to worry about when it comes to TCU is just B. John Robinson. If, I think if you can stop the run, sell it out, make Quinn Ewers beat you, I like that better just because of how much Bijan has been tearing through people lately. They've really established the run. Sark kind of got out of his own head and is just like, we have the best running back, or second, or however, but we have one of the best running backs in America. Just run it with him. It'll set up the pass. They've been smart like that. Seven points, I think, is just way too much for a Texas team that will quit at points. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 28-7 at halftime, Texas leading, and TCU comes storming back. So, the Frogs have shown they're never out of any game. So, give me the Frogs. Fair enough. Jameson, who do you like here? Uh, what's Quentin Johnston's actual injury, Blake? We don't know. He's just tweaked his ankle. So, That's he's what probably I thought it was, because no one's saying anything. How... Yeah, we know he tweaked his ankle. He's probably, like, 90% sure he's going to play. Don't know how effective he's going to be. Yeah, I just, it seemed like he was really out of the game when we were watching it last week, and it he just was. really is concerning for me. But I think, I honestly, I truly believe that he kind of tweaked it on that first play or two, and then we realized with our receiving core, we probably could have beaten Tech, and we shouldn't, like, we shouldn't send him out there just to get hurt anymore, like, rest him. Like, he was walking fine on the sidelines, and people saw him after the game. He's not walking with a hobble or anything like that. Is just keep him safe because his like his presence in our offense makes or breaks it. Like we kind of saw mm-hmm. it against Tech a little bit until we finally hit our stride, but against a team like Texas, he makes a huge difference. Yeah, I don't know. It just spooks me. I mean, if it's a tiny little tweak of an ankle, you can play through that. But I mean, it takes you know about a week to get back to your normal, and um, I'm just worried that he's just not going to be 100. percent Like you said, their offense just seemed like it could have been a little bit better. Uh, if it weren't for some of those fourth fourth down stops, you know, TCU's game would have been a little bit closer. And I understand things came down to the end and whatnot, and TCU took the game over in the second half. I just think Texas might run away with this one. And as I'm going to pick Texas, and as an aside, um, did you all see what uh, the one through four rankings spell per logos with Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Michigan? That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. Um. Man, I, I don't want to do this, but I have to. I'm going to go with Texas minus seven, um, mainly because of, of this. So a lot of this TCU run has been built on really good performances at the Carter at, at a TCU's home field and then winning gritty games on the road where they start off poorly but figure it out, um, with the exception of SMU, I think. Uh, Colorado, not great at half, figured it out, got a win. SMU kind of allowed them to come back in the game, but got the win at Kansas. That was a dog fight at West Virginia. That was a dog fight. 
what's the, what's the theme with all those teams? They're not that good. Now they're running into Texas. You were just it, all over on Kansas saying how good they were, and now you're like, well, Daniels, Daniels was for that Kansas game. Bean played better than Daniels that game. Okay, what, he was uh, slinging tutties. I was watching. I was watching OU get like pancaked forty-eight nothing at that moment. So didn't really pay attention to college football that closely that week. But my thing is, okay, I'll put it this way: all those teams are not as good as Texas. I think Texas, talent-wise, motivation-wise, they haven't won the Big Twelve since two thousand nine. People are like, oh, they don't have anything to play for. That is something to play for. Momentum's on their side with recruiting, and a really big win here, I think, would really help things for that program. I personally think that the Frogs just put themselves in a hole that they just frankly can't dig themselves out of on the road. I think Texas just is a little bit too good here and uh, snips the Frogs' miracle run in the bud uh, before, before they can really get to the end. Now, I think we get a rematch of this in the Big 12 championship, and at that point, you never know what's going to happen. But um, now, this time in Austin, I like Texas. Ty? Yeah, so I, I was, I've been taking some notes as you guys have, have been talking. And uh, one thing that Blake said, you know, he, well, I guess, Bobby, you'd sort of pose the question with the Gary Patterson, uh, is he going to be a factor? Is he going to get his revenge? And then Blake not worrying about it. I kind of agree with Blake on that one. Is he, Even if Gary Patterson knows these guys inside and out, he was doing what? Getting, you know, four lost seasons as his ceiling with – with these guys that he supposedly knew uh, so well. And if he does know the guys so well, and it's the same people that have stayed and they're now undefeated, then I'm not worried about uh, what Kerry Patterson may or may not know about him. I mean, very famously, uh, what was the bowl game a couple years ago where they had Gary Patterson, uh, not in the booth, but, but doing like a commentating thing on, and he just could tell every single play that OU was going to run based on the ball. setup and, and was accurate to like, yeah, almost everything, but he still couldn't beat them. So it's like it, he knows what's going to occur, but then he doesn't know what to do about it. Um, and so I, I, I'm kind of with Blake on that one. I, I don't think Gary Patterson is going to be a, a big factor. I think one thing that is going to be a big factor is I think this game matters a lot to TC. I mean, it's just as the weeks go by, the games get more and more and more important. But this one being the biggest brand in state, I think this one is going to matter a a ton to TCU. I'm sure there are a ton of storylines on this TCU team of guys that were maybe recruited by Texas or not recruited by Texas or people, uh, you know, knowing people that, that went to Texas. I mean, there it's mostly a Texas squad, like pretty much uh, every team. Quentin in the region, Johnston you know? was a former Texas commit. So like, that's another yeah. So it's, there's too. a ton of those, but Jameson, you know, pretty famously on the podcast talks about uh, some of these rivalries mattering or some of these games mattering a lot to the players. Uh, just like they matter to to you when you get that sort of arguments in the school hallway or in the locker room or whatever else, you know, Hey, you're, you only committed to TCU. Like you must not be that good because so-and-so is going to Texas, stuff like that. And TCU is trying to build their brand. I mean, they're pushing that whole DFW big 12 team. They're trying to get more uh, fans, just sort of regional fans. And they're trying to, to really establish themselves as the Texas big 12 brand, not just for Dallas Fort Worth, but for, Texas as a whole, I think this one matters a, a whole lot to TCU and then beating Texas means a whole lot to them and has a big brand recognition. Uh, does Texas have huge potential to win this one? I think absolutely. Uh, but I think a seven point line is just disrespectful to this frog team. 
uh, that we've seen be able to to keep it scrappy. I could see, I could very well see TCU losing this one, but I don't think it's going to be my by more than a touchdown if it occurs. I mean, we we've seen the scrappy frogs all the time, and it, there have been some games that could have gone either way, and I think that's how this one is probably going to play out. If TCU doesn't run away with it, I think this one probably plays out to a, a game that's coming down to the final minutes. You don't know who's going to win, and I think it could be a game that's won by by a field goal or something like that. So I like TCU uh, plus seven in this one. I, I think it's pretty easy. I, I don't I don't dislike anything that you guys have said about picking Texas. I just feel like Texas minus seven is, is a lot. I could have seen this one being a four and a half or, or more realistically a three and a half, but I mean, I'm the worst one at picking on the pod. So I, I don't know if I'm necessarily the, the great odds maker, but speaking of that, TCU was also eight and one against the spread. I believe uh, Texas is six and three. So I don't know. I, I like the frogs. Give me the frogs plus seven. Can I, can I, can I mulligan here? Cause I kind of think, I kind of think TCU, like what, what Ty said about, that being too many points kind of resonated with me because it is a lot of points because I don't think Texas blows them out. When I really think about it, I, I, I have you mulliganed yet? I'm not mulliganed. I yet. don't think so. I think, I think there's high has. push potential too, but I just, this feels pushy. This feels very pushy. I, cause I don't know. I like, I'm mulliganing. I like, I like TCU here. Half, I, I, half I, mulligan and do the Jameson. It feels so you're going to pick TCU, but I'm calling the push thing. I'm going to pick TCU, but I'm calling the push. I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be closer Ooh. than seven. I think it's going to be a battle. Um, but, you know, and not only that, it's freaking Texas, man. I I, I can't do that. But Blake, man, are you going to this am, one? I, go ahead. I'm on I'm the not, opposite I'm, side of you in so many of these, Bobby. You could take a really big push towards me. I could. Are you not going to this one, Blake? I am not. My family's coming in the next morning, and it's a night game, so logistically, probably not, and not feeling too well. So I will be watching this one alone in the dark on my couch, which is probably <laughs> the most preferable way to watch it after you saw me last week. I'm not the most fun person to watch a TCU game with. Like, what are you I, talking about? You're hilarious to watch a game with. That was one yes, of my favorite but... games watching. It's more of like me just being frustrated and then like the best feeling I can get is relief. It's not even like happiness. <laughs> it's more just relief at this point. And so I'm going to feel Oh no. <laughs> so Blake, that's Blake why, is like, dealing with Blake is dealing with the experience of being an OU fan now. Oh no. But yes and no because like we have no margin. Like y'all have some margin whenever you're doing well that you can lose a game and be fine. We don't. Like do we you think have... we're fine when we lose games though? Like or no, I'm not saying you're fine, but like this ends our college football playoff hopes if we lose this, even by I... one. What in the hell? I can't <laughs> even read that. <laughs> <laughs> the juice oh, that's hilarious i haven't seen that one die that's funny oh man but this is going to be this is going to be a big one i'm i'm really excited to i'm really excited to watch well i can't watch this one i'm going to turn pike but i would be excited to watch this the stress of this game, I will say this, a hot a hot take, but it might be the most stressful game of any of the four of us, college football-wise, in a very, very long time. I know, oh, you've had really significant games. I would go back to maybe the Rose Bowl. That game was like, especially with that OU team, but like, we don't have the same, <laughs> we don't have the same margins as we y'all. Played we played in two lose. playoff games since then, we Blake. We can't lose. Yeah, but y'all were the four seed. We probably knew you were going to get trampled going in. Like, that LSU still... year, like, that was the 
easiest one to see coming. But it's just like, we don't have... And the thing is, Bobby, y'all can repeat those results. Y'all can be back in the playoff. We don't get those opportunities. We will not be back in the playoff, especially maybe the 12 team is like the 11th seed, and then we're just gifted Alabama on the other side. But we don't have an opportunity like this probably ever in our history. That is so much more pressure. This is not repeatable. This is not repeatable. And so... Fair I'm enough. having to live and die by this just these last three games. It's gonna be really embarrassing if Iowa I would... State beats us. That that one's gonna <laughs> really sting. That would be the fun. That would be the second funniest result to Cactus Gang beating y'all last week. Yeah, I do. That... Oh god. Oh, I was just gonna say I I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt the monologue, but I, I did want to point out. Um... Bobby and sort of make you feel better about your mulligan and, and then to the listeners. But what Blake is saying right now, like how much this matters to him, I think that is very much reflected across uh, the team and, and the the rest of the fan base. I mean, this game matters a massive amount to TCU. Like I, I don't think Blake is on his own with, with TCU fans and his belief that this is the most important game that they've had uh, all year up to this point. Not only that, but it would be an absolute banger of a uh, post game or a post game uh video if uh, tcu won this one that weird like i don't yeah. know Ohio, the weird high wuska edits frogs. <laughs> this does mean a lot to texas too because they're tied with k-state no, and stop now, that so. no i it means a lot to texas it does like like josh pate came on and said texas has the motivational edge here and i'm like no. what are you talking well they about? don't have the motivational like, edge but i'm no. saying it's not like it's like nothing splat oh for, yeah for no texas. they're yeah they're gonna get up and like looking at texas's home games in the last few years like this is probably the most anticipated one a top form team, top yeah. Besides Alabama, besides Alabama, I guess. But it looked like it's not LSU. like that. Oh, LSU! God, I forget they actually get good games. Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna retract that take. One of the more important conference games. How about that? They've had in a that's long fair. time. I think that's very fair. They don't get a ton of good conference games, so because usually at that point they're pretty ass. So uh, with the non-conference ones, they still have a chance at being good. So, anyways, all right. Let's move on to the game of the week uh, that everyone's excited about. The Oklahoma Sooners on the road to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Sooners favored by seven and a half. They have never lost in Morgantown, which is not jinx. But Blake, uh, you've been fading OU all season long. Good reason. You fading them again? No. I don't feel confident about this pick at all just because... Wait, also, this is Ty's pick. Ty, you go. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. As they say, you know, never interrupt someone when they're uh, shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know this saying. There's some sort of saying about just let people... Uh, Anyways, we did a whole podcast on this one, uh, but earlier in the week, I I have already pitched it earlier in the episode, but I would encourage anyone to to go back and, and listen. Well, not a whole podcast, but the end of the, of the earlier podcast this week, we sort of break down what we are expecting from this game and some of the factors, the travel, the weather, the time zone difference, all the important things uh, that get you when you're going to play in West Virginia, which is a tougher place to play than Death Valley, Louisiana. You heard it here first. Everyone agreed with me on the podcast when I said it. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, I have OU minus seven and a half in this one. Really, the only thing to highlight here uh, is our wonderful sponsors at, at DraftKings providing us this wonderful, wonderful line. Oh, nice I think them. that 
OU is going to be able to to recover here against the West Virginia team that should be a team that we can be competitive against. So I'm actually pretty happy with 7.5. I don't think it's a layup, but I think that it is very attainable for OU. So give me OU minus seven and a half. Key is going to be no crazy turnovers or hopefully just less than three. And I think we have it. Yeah, West Virginia is not a good team. I think I, and OU clearly isn't really all that great either, but they're better than West Virginia. I think uh, if OU keeps it maintained on offense, that's turn it over. I think they have more than enough on defense to slow West Virginia down and have a good offensive performance to get the win on the road, stay undefeated in Morgantown and uh, get out of there with a big win uh, on country roads. So OU minus sevens to play Jameson. Oh, man, I wish it was minus seven. Seven and a half just really messes me. I kind of talked about some keys to this game, um, like Ty kind of push, but here's kind of my thinking about it. We're playing another one-dimensional type of offense here. Their rushing attack, West Virginia, is just non-existent. They lose their leading rusher for the rest of the season. And JT Daniels, it's a lot on his shoulders. Whenever there's a lot on his shoulders, he tends to make mistakes. Problem is, I just don't see us getting pressure to him to where he can make those mistakes. It scares me so much. I really need to see some blitz schemes. I need to see more things from the linebackers getting pressure and hopefully our, our defensive back crew, you know, performing. I think this is <sighs> screw it. I picked Oklahoma the whole year. I'm just going to go with my heart, even though my, my head's telling me West Virginia screw it. Okay. Fair. Uh, Blake, who do you like? My AirPods cut out, and I cannot hear a word y'all are saying, so... Oh, there we go. Good. Oh, we might have cut in. There we go, there we go, and cut in at the final hour, but yeah, I'm going to... This is a hatch. No, this one's easy. I think West Virginia is really not that good. I think West Virginia's home field atmosphere, pretty good, but like Jameson said, they're gutted at running back. That was kind of their identity all year long that was keeping them close into games, and now I think... Um, they're on to their second, third string guy now. Like, they're really desperate for somebody in the backfield. And JT Daniels, I'm stunned how bad he is. Like, at Georgia, he looked good. At USC, he looked good. But he's just bad at West Virginia. He, like, misses blatant open throws. Like, he's just not accurate. Doesn't, like, not awe-inspiring whatsoever. I gotta go OU here. At least I know, like, OU played a good Baylor game. Like, they've been... They've been beating up on these bad teams. It's just they've kind of struggled with the middle to the top of the pack this year. But I think West Virginia does oppose a threat to them. Give me the Sooners. All right. That's a sweep for the Sooners. Now let's move mm -hmm. on to not the wild card pick, but instead the random generator pick. So what we've done is we've done a number of one, two, literally all the games on the slate. Uh, overall, we're going to generate it out per person, starting with Blake. And uh, whatever game gets drawn, that's where we're going to go. So, all right, uh, Jameson, you do the honors. Uh, hit that generate button for us. Who are we going to get for Blake? Five. Number five. So let's go Ooh. down and check. So we're starting with the Thursday games. Um, one, two. 
And then the oh, no. oh, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. That's so boring. UNLV playing at home versus Fresno State. Blake gets completely random. You're he gets home kidding. cooking. All right, Blake. Blake what is would muted. you like to choose here? Yep, I don't care if it's Jake Hayner. I don't care. Give me UNLV, the run revs, <laughs> at home with the slot machine. This is the easiest pick ever. Thank God, a team that I actually watch, a team that I actually love. You oh my always gosh, pick yes. them. Yes, I love them. They're such a oh, fun and interesting sucks. team. I think their head coach, really good, really good offensive mind. I like the revs this week. I love them. Easy. Bye. This is the easiest pick on the board. By the way, Blake, one of the the bowl projections uh, had <laughs> at OU UNLV in the first responder bowl in Dallas. Yes, I know I you'd be all over go that. To that. I would go to that. You would 100%. you would suffer through Gerald Ford Stadium again to go to that. Yes, I would with my UNLV uh, sweatshirt on, and I would be very happy. I, we would have oh to God. we would have to do a schooner pod trip for that game for sure. I cannot believe random out of 59 <laughs> and you get unlv oh my hey, god one in 59 right. chance and you get unlv of course all right Ty. all right let's well it should be james the order got weird the order got weird there we go i fixed it all right yeah all right let's do it and i'm number three are you kidding me are you kidding me? You're going to make me pick number generator. East Carolina versus Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Okay, I just talked bad about Cincinnati, but East Carolina has been such a hot and cold team this year. Cincinnati being at home, five and a half. There was a part in – okay, let me backtrack. Obviously, I'm hedging with my UCF pick from earlier, but there was a part in that game where Cincinnati had it, and it was just that last-second drive. Screw it. Cincy minus five and a half. I just don't know what I'm going to get out of the East Carolina team. They're so hot and cold. At least Cincinnati has a le- little bit of consistency to them. Isn't uh, isn't ECU like undefeated against teams going to the Big 12? Like, haven't they been trolling the Big 12 on social media Ooh, about I'm beating that up? Yeah, they, like, no, they BYU. They beat UCF. They beat BYU. They play Cincy, and then they play Houston the week after. And they've been trolling the Big 12 saying, like, you added the wrong team and stuff. ECU <laughs> has only been an upset team. They yeah, almost they did beat, it against NC State. And then UCF by 21. And then the next week they beat BYU by three, like, at BYU. And now they're on a yeah. bye. And then they get the Friday night versus Cincy. Yeah, I, I guess they're playing a lot better. But it's just, I don't know. Losing to Navy really spooked me. That at home, I remember that was a game that we had our eyeballs on. It just didn't make any sense to me. I, I maybe they're turning the corner. I just don't have enough. And just screw it, Cincy. Whatever. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Jameson. Let's go back to the generator. Hit me. See what we got. So, seven. James. Seven. This is ridiculous. I. It's the random generator. What is going yes, on? Yeah, like, it says minimum one and max 59. And I'm going to get like 58. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Notre Dame Navy. No, that was my wild cord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, not Notre Dame Navy. Never mind. Notre Dame Navy. All right. 15 and a half here for Notre Dame. Ah, man. Navy is weird. Navy is weird, but I don't know if they're that weird. Um, 
Give me the Fighting Irish, I guess. I, I don't. The this juice is are on Navy here. It looks like minus one fifteen. Uh, I don't know. You took Notre Dame. I don't like. Well, no juice is on Notre Dame. What are you talking about? No, the juice is on Navy. <laughs> so no, you have to bet extra money to bet Navy. You can take a lesser amount, minus one hundred five, to get Notre Dame at fifteen and a half. Okay, I'm I'm I mixed it up then. Semantics. Ah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I I, I think Notre Dame. This figures is part it of the game. Oh, this wow. is so gross. This is so gross. So gross. Um. All right, Ty. Shoot. What What are the odds that we continue to keep things like this where it's low numbers? No, I I guarantee. So I'm either gonna get just straight up one, or it's gonna be like fifty eight because it's done right. a bunch under ten. Let's see. All right, let's see it. 13. We're slowly moving up. So 7 was Notre Dame. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Purdue, Illinois. Yay. Yes. This is an amazing one, actually. Give me Pete. Yeah, give me Pete. Oh, God. Whoa. What? (laughs) I'm on the Pete train. I'm on the Pete train. Oh, my God. (laughs) Was not seeing that coming. I'm happy about it. You guys are going to see you guys are going to see. Purdue <laughs> minus six and a half. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, that was a quite Give a fun Pete. one. Even I'm just going to, out of curiosity, 51 on the one where it doesn't <laughs> matter. So obviously, obviously, there's just no reason to think that it was rigged. What would be 51? Let's go check that just out of curiosity. So saying 59 games. Um, so not counting those. So those are next week. So uh, 59, 58, 57, 56, 55, 54, 53, great podcasting, 52, 51, Coastal and Southern Miss. Ooh, the Ooh. tasty matchup. Actually, is well, if anyone tasty. wants to use that for their for their wild card, great transition, Bobby. This That was fun. That was fun, even though it was, was all fun. at the beginning. But we get some Friday games to give us something to do. Yeah, I would absolutely do that again. We might have to look into doing that uh, more in the future. I I thought that was really fun. So, good stuff. I like that. Just a little pilot uh, situation for maybe a different uh, season of this. But anyways, it's time for our favorite pick of the week. Why are the brakes working? Yeah, really, the last one was the wildest of wild cards. But anyways, uh, I digress. Ty, who's your wild card of the week? This one is so easy. It, it was almost spoiled uh, by the random thing generator. Uh, but give me, and it's not a, it's not necessarily a pick of confidence uh, because you can rewind the tapes and see that I've been sort of negative towards this team, sort of turn my opinion around. But I have been for two years straight down on one certain team within the SEC uh, that some other people on this podcast have sort of jumped on the train and jumped on the hype for. And that is, of course, Little Southern Red Missouri, a.k.a. Arkansas. (laughs) I have no idea. It's like free money. It's like they're hiding it from you. They're, They're expecting you not to see it. How in the world is LSU minus three and a half against Arkansas? We're How? at three this morning. Three this we were, morning. Yeah, so we were at three at this it. morning. And I was like, it's already Ooh. shifted. 
Yeah, I so I I chose it as my wild card when I saw it at three. But the way we do it on the pod is is we go to uh to DraftKings their sports book as we are as we're picking on uh, Wednesday nights and and pick with it. So I, I'm now up to three and a half, but I still love that. I mean, it's like anything under seven. I really don't. I, I understand they're going to Arkansas. Maybe people are expecting some sort of uh, hangover from their their win but uh lsu i think is is got tremendous confidence and i like a, a tree fitty line uh against an arkansas team that i personally have no faith in i mean lsu is is currently in the running for uh a conference championship uh berth and they are you know firing on all cylinders right now i love what brian kelly has done sort of turning them around later on in the season. And I think the moment that I kind of jumped on the, this sounds like extremely bandwagony, but the, I think the moment that I kind of jumped on uh, actually believing in LSU was uh, last week when they were in that overtime situation, they scored the touchdown and just right away, first overtime, they had the ball second, Bam had scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point, And Brian Kelly's like, no, we're going for two. We're going to decide this game right here, right now. And they did it. And I love the confidence in doing that just for like the swagger and the entertainment value. But I love the vote of confidence in his players and in his guys and knowing the plays to call and the ways to employ the talent that he has. It's not even the best talent he's going to get there. So I think maybe uh, Brian Kelly maybe made the right decision moving to LSU. I love what they did last week. And I love, love, love this, uh, this three and a half. I mean, we'll see obviously with some of those we'll see, but Three and a half against Arkansas? Heck yeah. Give me the three. Me the three was the my Tigers. pick this morning, too. I was all, I was like, three points to a team that just lost to Liberty. Like, and they were getting worked early in the game versus Liberty. I, like, as soon as what? I saw yeah. it, I was like, oh. there must be some sort of like eligibility issue. Like, LSU's entire starters are like trapped in customs somewhere or something. Like, why <laughs> is this like this? But yeah, no, who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going to get burned on this one, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with that weird wild card that got pulled. I really like Coastal minus five here. Uh, I liked them. I liked them last week. I, I I felt bad about having to throw my boys Yosef under the bus, but it came through, came true. Uh, Vegas keeps kind of fading Coastal Carolina here. Southern Miss ain't that good. Um, I, they're five and four. They have their moments. They beat Tulane, but also uh, lost to Georgia State 42 to 14 at home uh last week and they just they just feel off to me uh coast they, they um southern miss just does not play very well against the really really good opponents on their schedule so far in conference so because of that i'm gonna go with the Co- coastal carolina chanticleers two chickens to get the five point win and the cover so uh yeah give the me Schooner pod is also on team fade brett Favre as well so yes we no, are on shot. team. We are on team. Uh, don't embezzle money out of. Well, it wasn't embezzling. It was just don't steal money from from poor people. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, it seems like the more and more we learn about him, the more sketchy he is. But another topic for another day. I don't hey, think that's I don't a hot take my wild card last. <laughs> it it is not. It is not. But um, here's my thing. I I've been picking last in the wild card for a while. I was going to pick ties. Uh, pick with LSU and I had a backup 
And so no pot agreed for me because Ty picked my the LSU pick, and I don't like picking the same pick as other people. So my other one is in the SEC, and I think Tennessee gets a bounce back playing um, at home versus Missouri, 20-point line. Uh, I just I understand there's a lot of hype around Missouri being a scrappy team. They're keeping things close. You know, everyone talks about the Georgia game. Like, oh, they held Kentucky close. But Kentucky isn't that good like we've been talking about this whole season. Tennessee at home has been potent. 20 points, I think, is not enough. I'm going to go Tennessee here. All right. Blake, who do you got? I want to get off this week. It's easy. San Jose State, <laughs> minus two and a half versus San Diego State. I want the UNLV cover. I want the uh, the San Jose State cover. I want that double Mountain West action. This is so easy. Cordero, Hawaii's quarterback that then goes to San Jose State, who has honestly been pretty dang good this year. They lost to Auburn, which is an SEC team, then lost to Jake Hayner in Fresno State. At Fresno State, which is a hard place to play in the Mountain West. I do not like San Diego State whatsoever. Their team sucks. I think, yeah, they're just really not that good. You've never Uh, brought that up before. Yeah. UNLV gave them a great test last week, and San Jose State's going to put the finisher on them. I think I want to see a situation. I have not checked what the Devil Schools... uh, I will check their schedule. I know they have five wins. So how do we not get them <laughs> the to cool. a bowl game? Let's see. Let's see if we have any roadblocks. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> not New Mexico. Oh, no. San Jose State and Air Force definitely post challenges. New Mexico might be an issue. They have a pretty good defense, but like they're like Iowa Dude, State. Dude, that team lost to New Mexico State. I don't even want to hear the problem. it. And so they have no offense that can drive anything. The roads, the road starts here to not let San Diego State make a bowl game. Give me San Jose State. All right, all right. Double dipping with the Mountain West. I love to see it. Love to see it. All right, that's uh, that's the slate. Thought it was pretty good. Loved our uh, new little addition there. Everyone feeling pretty good about things. I'm. This, this I, is one of the worst slates I feel like I've picked in a long time. Things just do not seem right at all. I hated so many of these lines. It was gross. It was a gross slate, but, you know, you do what you can. So Yeah, the best the best I felt about one pick is one where we went 50-50 on it, where half of us picked Baylor and the other half picked Kansas State. That's saying something, if I felt the best about that Baylor pick. Yeah, because it wasn't even a – it is a pretty tricky line. Yeah, I, got I don't know. Gift- At least I got gifted. I got gifted in the wild card and ran that the wild card sucks. That sucks. I got the grossest, the freaking most disgusting random game. That Notre Dame minus 15 and a half. I, I hate that. I hate it. This but. is I think this is my fifth time uh taking UNLV this year. So You've been loving the Rebs, man. So And have I lost one? That's but I think surely a, you lost one. I think I think I've lost one, but yeah. Anyways. All right, folks, that was the weekend spread. Thank you all so much for listening and following along with our picks. Uh, this episode, as always, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So <laughs> thank you all so much for sponsoring us. Use promo code DPP. Please, 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 please. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not too low to beg. I'm not too low to beg, guys. Please use the please use the promo code. Please. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that wasn't pathetic at all. Anyways, for me, Jameson, Ty, and Boat and Blake, this has been 
the weekend spread presented by the Schooner Pod. We'll see you next time, and good luck out there.